0: Sly as a fox, culture didn't pop, give him his props Here is a thought, here is a box And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try Careful with the news, but when you use a take I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire Because anyone else is a huge mistake Whoa, fantasy round table Fantasy, fantasy round table Yeah, fantasy round table Come take a look at the crown, baby Hey, fantasy round table Fantasy, fantasy round table Woo. fantasy round table Come take a look at the crown, baby Go
1: hello and welcome to another episode of the fantasy football roundtable podcast we are happy to have you in on this uh, delightful friday we are going to be continuing our look at uh, power rankings for position groups moving to the 16 through 9 group of afc wide receivers but before we jump into that i'm joined as always by dennis how are you doing this friday you know,
2: I feel like I'm getting sick, man. My wife's been down with COVID, and I, I thought I had avoided it. It's been about nine days, and today I'm starting to feel kind of off my game. So she might have got me.
1: Not, not quite the present you were looking for for Father's Day.
2: Well, I mean, I would. I don't mind the isolation. That'll be fine. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, Matt is probably going to be joining us here in a little bit, but uh, I think you uh, wanted to share a little bit about an orphan you just picked up.
2: Yeah, I got talked into a Devi. It's a 14 team Debbie uh, with free agent auctions, orphan team. And Like I haven't done Debbie, like the only college football I really follow is Ohio State. So I'm going to be leaning on Matt and you guys over at C2C uh, pretty heavily going forward. The free agent auction, restricted free agent auctions just started. Basically, you can franchise tag or um, apply restricted free agent tag. To players whose contracts expired this year. So I only had three Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, and um, Robert Woods. So I franchise tag Mahomes, that doubled his salary. I can match, I can't bid on CMC or Robert Woods, but I can match whatever the final bid is and retain them. The downside of it is looking at what the the opening bid for McCaffrey is. It's like four years or five years at like $4 million. And man, I don't want to, I'd like him back, but I don't want to tie up five years in a contract for CMC coming off two lost years at 26 years old. Five years is an awful long time. You know, that's a poison pill contract. On the other hand, I do have Sean Tucker and Bijan Robinson on my Debbie squad, and Drake London was one of the guys on the Debbie squad that's coming up to the big leagues this year. And I have three first-round picks in the upcoming depleted rookie draft. Uh, I don't know where they are exactly yet, but I'm hoping one of them is the 101 because then I can draft Kenneth Walker because he's Kenneth. still in the rookie pool.
1: You know, I've never done a contract league. I used to like to play the salary cap when I would play on Madden, but I just have no desire to have to do that kind of math now. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be—I think it's going to be a train wreck. Speaking of train wrecks, we are looking at AFC wide receiver squads, and um, it was fascinating uh, looking over how uh, we went on these. You know, in most of the Position groups we've looked at. We looked at both conferences, running backs, and we looked at NFC wide receivers. I feel like we were fairly close. We had some disagreements on some not AFC wide receivers, man. We are all over the board. There is only one team where we all have the same opinion, and that is the first team we're going to look at. Uh, As always, if you have uh, been joining us the last couple of weeks, when we do these, we rank them one to 16, one being the best, 16 being the most aspirational. And then we average the score together uh, and that drops them into a position divided by three. The average score for the New England Patriots is 16. And if you're good at math, that will tell you that we all think they have the worst receiving core in the AFC. So Dennis... It seemed like the Patriots were a prime candidate to take a wide receiver early in last year's draft, a wide receiver early in this year's draft. They opted against it both times. They did make one move, getting Devontae Parker, but how are we feeling about the Patriots'
2: wide receiver core and the tools they're giving Mac Jones? Not good, Bob, not good. Um, it, it's. Uh, I think on one hand, I guess if I'm going to spin it positively, what Bill Belichick has said is, man, We cannot draft wide receivers, so we're not going to. We're going to trade for some. Um, They traded for Devontae Parker, who's not, you know, he's. I I don't think he's the savior there. You know, they've got a couple guys that they've got a lot of wide receiver threes and fours is what they have. So somebody's going to have to step up. I think Hunter Henry is a, a really nice tight end. He's definitely in that second group could finish somewhere between tight end six and tight end 15, but with John U Smith there um, and being there all off season, there's potential that could get messy between the two of them, but there's not a, you know, it's a low value volume passing offense with Mac Jones with no real high end wide receivers and no high end run uh, tight end. It's, It's the 16th ranked squad for a reason.
1: Yeah, and I should add that this time we are in consensus that we're looking at tight ends. Um, I thought Hunter Henry did well last year and had good chemistry with Mac Jones, but they, they splashed out a lot of money last year on Henry and Johnny Smith, and they don't seem to have any plan for Johnny Smith. They also splashed out money on Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. You know, I don't know how I feel about them. I'm with you. Devontae Parker is now their best wide receiver, but I don't know. I don't have never really thought he was a true wide receiver one or really works in that role. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how they do. Jacoby Myers obviously signed his tender. He's trying to get a long-term deal. I think the fact that they haven't gone for other wide receivers puts him in a good position. Um, They have other kind of long shots on there. They just picked up a little Jordan Humphrey. Um, I think Ty Montgomery is still in that group. They haven't yet moved on from Nikhil Harry, I don't think. But we have not seen anything from him. It's hard to know what that group is going to be. And I don't think they're doing Mac Jones any favors. There are a couple of uh, young quarterbacks uh, that are on the bottom half of this list that their teams, you know, made moves,
2: but haven't exactly done them a lot of favors. I mean, our lads has Nikhil Harry listed as a third stringer behind rookie Taquan Thornton.
1: Well, I know they were trying to move him. Uh, Taequann Thornton, that was an intriguing pick, too. It felt like a pretty big reach where they went for him. I guess they like the speed. They like something. They like the speed. (laughs) We'll see how it plays out. But that was the one team we were aligned behind. Uh, Now we're going to move. The next three teams are actually tied uh, with an average of 14, but that's because we are all over the board. Uh, When we're looking at them, uh, I'm going to take them in uh, the order I see them here. And so the first one up is the Houston Texans. Matt had them as uh, his 15th ranked team. I wasn't that much better at 14, but Dennis, you seem to like the Texans the best. You had them at 13. So what vaulted the Texans over a couple of these other teams
2: for you? So as I'm looking at um, teams like Tennessee or Jacksonville, I tried to I, I tried to break down the, the receiving cores is like who's the best player? And of those teams like that, it's Brandon Cooks. He's the best player. They need Nico Collins has to come on. Uh, you know, Brevin Jordan started coming on at the tight end position last year. They did re-sign, I think, uh, I don't know if it was Jordan Aikens, maybe Farrell Brown. So they've kept their blocking tight end, and so that should free up Brevin Jordan. To, you know, be the pass catching tight end, outside of uh, uh, Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins, you know, there's definitely some work to do. They got they did draft John Mechie, who I like. So like John Mechie to me is a great. He peak slot juju was my um, comp for John Mechie. It's still a tough situation because you've got Davis Mills who outperformed expectations last year. But that was mostly because there were no expectations last year. Um, And now he's coming into this year and he's going to have to to do well. I, I think he's still, you know, a bottom end QB two at best. But Brandon Cooks is still good. He's shown himself to be quarterback proof. I think John Mechie and Nico Collins both bring something to the table and then they do have Philip Dorsett as their wide receiver four, who does one thing really well, which is run fast and run far. And if Davis Mills can get the ball down to him, there there is potential there, but it is so it has to it has to come to fruition. And I don't know if Lovey Smith is the guy to bring it out of him, but I do think Brandon Cooks at the top of the rotation there was better than anybody. Um, right now on
1: these other teams. Yeah, and I had it one notch uh, lower than you at 14, and I had him above a couple other teams because of Brandon Cooks. And I love Brandon Cooks. I think he's probably been, since he went to the Texans, one of the more underrated receivers. My struggle with the Texans is beyond him, there's a lot of questions, and that includes what we see out of Davis Mills and levy smith as you mentioned you know i like the potential of brevin jordan i liked the pick of john mechie you know i thought nico collins has some potential chris Connolly was an interesting veteran signing you mentioned dorsett i just don't know how this all comes together and what we see from this offense and from a fantasy perspective i like brandon cooks but i have a lot of questions about the rest so i just knocked them a little bit lower But I did have them above the next team in our group, which is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have the Jaguars set as my number 15 team. You had them at 14. Matt had them at 13. They end up in a tie here. And I guess what I I just am not a believer in what Jacksonville did. On the plus side, they spent a lot of money uh, this offseason to try to get pieces for um, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know that I think Christian Kirk is a number one. I don't know what I think he is. Marvin Jones has been decent at times. Wasn't incredible last year. I don't know what we're getting out of a Jones. I don't know what we're getting out of LaVisca Chenault. And I am not a big Evan Ingram believer. I think every year we seem to be waiting for him to break out and break big, and it just doesn't quite happen. So that's why, for me, I had the Jacksonville Jaguars at 15. But, Matt, you – uh. You had them at 13. What do you like about the Jaguars? And welcome.
3: Thank you. Thank you. It's been a fun day. That's a really good question. I probably should have tried to become a tad bit more prepared as I made my way on screen here. So, stalling, slash stalling, slash stalling. Where are the Jacksonville Jaguars at? Because I haven't honestly pulled up the sheet yet uh, they're one of three
2: teams tied for 14. matt has them at 15 i have them at 14 and you have them at 13.
3: all right so christian kirk uh i know a lot of people did not like him coming over with uh the massive deal that he got he was probably a tad bit overpaid although i think you're worth what someone's willing to pay you and the jacksonville jaguars were willing to pay him a lot of money I don't know that we've seen. Oh, and there goes Matt. He hated my Christian Kirk uh, discussion so much, he just decided to leave. I don't know that Christian Kirk is as bad as we say he is. Um, you know, he actually had a couple of good seasons. And then you get the the injuries that he's had, and I just don't think he's a good fit for Cliff Kingsbury's offense. He comes over now, and I do think he's likely the 1 or maybe like the 1A, 1B paired with Marvin Jones, who I still think is a decent wide receiver. You know, I'm kind of out on LaVisca Chennault, so that part definitely hurts a little bit. Um, And, you know, Laquan Treadwell, though, he's never going to be a guy that we're really worried about being an absolute stud for fantasy. I still think has some value. We saw him have a couple good games toward the end there with Jacksonville as well, right? I still kind of believe in Evan Ingram as well, which might be why they they boosted up a little bit more for me maybe than you guys. Um he he's been fairly productive and I think in this offense could be a very interesting player. And I'm also kind of betting in as, as you know, we talked about this on the NFC side, we we you had factored in quarterbacks, I had just factored in tight ends and we're kind of putting all of that together now, right? I think Trevor Lawrence is likely gonna be a little bit better. If you go and look, he was, I believe, QB thirty last year in um and a lot of the accuracy stats, like he was just bad. I don't believe that that's the, the quarterback that we will see this year. I do think some of that was just Urban Meyer and Daryl Bevel's offense, which I think all three of us had stated at the time was not going to be a good fit in the NFL. And we kind of saw that play out. So while I definitely think they could have some better players, I'd love to see them possibly draft a wide receiver to go with these guys. I really think Christian Kirk... It is going to be a good fit for this offense for what he can do overall. I mean, he was one of my higher ranked wide receivers coming out in his draft class. And I just think it was, he was just miscast in Arizona. Um, I think him going here and getting a chance to be the one and really kind of be the guy here with Lawrence is going to be a very interesting fit. And I think it's going to work out overall in the long game. And, not that he's really a receiver, but I think adding Travis Etienne in there is also going to help open things up a little bit because he will get some receiving work and require defenders to kind of key in on him.
2: Yeah, I, I like Kirk as a player. He was wide receiver 23 last year. I don't think he's a wide receiver one, though. I think he's, he's definitely a team's wide receiver two, a complementary player. And maybe, you know, we don't know what the conversations were but it could be that, there, that Jacksonville was just in that situation last year where nobody was going to go there unless they massively overpaid. And so, you know, you look at it and you're like, well, they overpaid for Kirk. Well, they could have overpaid for a better receiver and spent a lot more money and put them in a not, not as comfortable a position from a salary cap perspective. So I don't hate it. I just think that he's a wide receiver too. I think Marvin Jones is running out of gas. I I, I think he's going to pop. He'll have his annual four touchdown game. I don't hate Evan Ingram, but I think it wouldn't surprise me if him and uh, Dan Arnold are the tight end version of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams this year. You know they'll be great and productive for Te- Trevor Lawrence's fantasy numbers but I don't know that either one of them are going to be great for fantasy managers. And then, you know, Treadwell is, he's come around and he's, he's providing a specific service to that team. Now he's a big wide receiver that doesn't need a ton of space. Um, And, and then Zay Jones is, is the deep threat. So what they've done is they've kind of, Filled a whole bunch of roles. We've got a bunch of guys that are filling roles. I don't think it's terribly deep, um, because I don't think they have a lot of cross role functionality. I think you got guys that are good at one thing, and that that it, if somebody gets hurt, they may be left lacking. But I think it could be good for Lawrence, but maybe not necessarily good for uh, any of the wide receivers. But probably Kirk who'll get the volume.
3: Yeah, and I, the the other reason, um, again, welcome back, back, Matt. I thought maybe it was a uh, my opinion, Christian Kirk just just really kind of drove you drove you off the deep end there. So
1: apparently my
3: internet hit five o'clock and punched out for the weekend. For <laughs> I, I would not blame it at all. Um, again, you know, just going back through Kirk's stats. I mean, last year nine hundred and eighty two yards with Arizona, not being the one, um, and I, I honestly don't even think really the two there. That's still a pretty good season. Granted, Kyler Murray a lot more proven at this moment. Then Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the other reason I was really high on Evan Ingram was Doug Peterson. We know he's bringing his offense over from Philadelphia. And I know Matt said it, and I'm, I've been with Matt. Like I don't think Doug Peterson is really that great of an offensive coordinator, but he loves to target his tight ends. And when we've seen Evan Ingram get the volume, he's been very productive. I agree with what Dennis is saying, like, I don't think anybody – I do think Christian Kirk's going to be fantasy relevant this year. I I would not be surprised if he finishes as a low-end wide receiver too because I think he's going to get targeted a lot. And Trevor Lawrence is a very accurate quarterback despite what the stats tell you from last season. I just think it's going to be a different offense. Overall, I think it will be a better team. I think they're going to be a playoff team or anything like that. No, but I think they're going to be down in games, forcing them to pass the ball. Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk I think are both going to be fantasy relevant. So, again, that's just kind of overall what boosted them up for me.
1: Well, the third team uh, tied with an average of 14 for us is the Tennessee Titans. And in this case, I was the highest at 13. Matt had them at 14. Dennis, you had them at 15. Why do you hate the Titans?
2: Well, you got Robert Woods, who's their de facto number one coming off an injury. Um, It's probably going to be a few weeks getting up to speed. There was definitely a drop-off in Ryan Tannehill's play last year. He's going to need to bounce back big time. And to make that easier, the team traded away the best wide receiver. I get Trelon Burks uh, is almost a direct replacement for A.J. Green, but we haven't seen him execute with the efficiency that A.J. Uh, AJ Brown did. Um Burks is going to get some volume, but will he be able to turn it into the production that AJ Brown did? Austin Hooper, I think he'll be better than he was in Cleveland. But if we're being honest, is that really is that you know is that a ringing endorsement? Um, it, you know, and then you're, the rest of your receivers: Nick Westbrook, uh Racy McMath, Des Fitzpatrick. I think the best thing that could happen for uh, Tennessee is that Kyle Phillips wins. One of the the wide receiver positions, they put him into the slot. But I think until they pull the trigger and move on from Tannehill, it might be um, we, we might it might be an awful lot more of uh, the Derrick Henry show. I think they're going to run Derrick Henry into the ground, then they're going to follow him up and run Hassan Haskins as many times as they can, and then uh, Henry and uh, um, Tannehill will wander off into the sunset. And it'll be time to re- reload restart
3: rebuild yeah for me you know i i like cooper uh definitely needs to be in an offense where he's going to get targeted i don't know that that happens here i mean we've not seen them ever really implement the tight end outside of a couple years with john new and that was more arthur smith and he's now gone he's in atlanta Robert Woods, I actually think, is the wide receiver you want to roster on this team. Everybody looks at Traylon Burks and says, hey, he's the AJ Brown duplicate. That's what all the you know quote unquote draft sites have compared him to. That's what he's gonna what he's gonna do. He's still a very raw prospect. And I don't know that he's gonna get up to speed in time to learn how to take some of these other, you know, rushing plays or anything like that, like we've already seen Robert Woods do in LA. I actually would not be surprised if he's the more fantasy relevant guy. Uh, I still think, while I like Traylon Burks, he was my wide receiver three in this class. I do think he is eventually going to be good. I think he's one of those guys that it's going to take a year to get there. I don't know that he comes out just guns ablaze in this year and is an absolute stud. So that's kind of why I rank them low. I mean, right now, all the love. For, there's nobody else on this team that's being talked about except for Kyle Phillips, who I can't even remember where he got drafted, but it was late. I want to say it was like sixth round. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong on that, uh, but he was drafted very late. I, I do think that he is a okay player, but I'd be very surprised if he ends up being anything fantasy relevant. So it's really just Robert Woods. Uh, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's really just Robert Woods and and Traylon Burks, and I think Traylon Burks is going to take some time to kind of get up to speed. So that's why I had them at fourteen. Uh, really, not much separating these bottom teams for me, though.
1: Yeah, and I guess I have him higher because I like Austin Hooper at tight end better than any of the tight ends we've seen for the the three other teams we've discussed. I think he is a good pass-catching tight end, and I think that's something that they realized they missed when they let Johnny Smith go. They didn't really fill that in last year. And You mentioned Tannehill falling off last year. I'm going to argue that they didn't have a running game behind him most of the season. A.J. Brown missed – Quite a bit of time. Julio Jones was a complete bust signing or trade. Uh, Josh Reynolds was a complete bust signing. What did he have out there for him? And his completion percentage was better than the year prior. And his yards, he was about 85 yards off of the pace that he had the year prior. I don't think he was quite as bad as we think. He had more interceptions. And I think that's because they had to fundamentally change their offense and he was pressing more. He had had, you know, attempts in the 400 range and they upped it to 531 because they didn't have the same kind of dominant running game toward the back half of the season. I like the combination of Woods and Burks. I thought Nick Westbrook-Akini looked good uh, when he was given a chance last year. I like him as a third, you know, kind of a third receiver, a complimentary receiver. I'm I'm with you that Traylon Burks may take a little bit longer. He's not going to be A.J. Brown probably right off the bat. I don't know about the rest of their depth, but honestly Jacksonville's entire group left me cold. And outside of Brandon Cooks, I have a ton of questions about Houston. So I would take Robert Woods and Austin Hooper and what I saw out of Nick Westbrook-Akini with Ryan Tannehill in in a better team, a team that's going to be better all around than either of those other two teams than
2: what I had below them. I don't need you debunking my uh, theories with stats and shit, Matt.
1: (laughs) Next team up in the order is the Baltimore Ravens. They come in with an average of 11.33. We were actually pretty well in lockstep with this team. Matt and I had them at 11. Dennis had them at 12. So Matt, how do you feel about the Ravens passing attack? And is it mostly Mark Andrews for you?
3: Yeah, it's Andrews and Bateman, and that's kind of why I I have them here. They're right in lockstep with all the teams we've just been talking about. It's really one, two guys that you're counting on. Had uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown not been traded, I think I'd have them much higher. I just don't think there's really anything else outside of these guys. I mean, you know, I like Tylen Wallace coming out out of Oklahoma State. Um, You know, hasn't really shown anything You know, people I know like Devin DuVernay in the slot really hasn't shown anything. James Prochet, surprised he's still on the lead. Slade Bolden was like barely a wide receiver on his team in Alabama. I doubt he's going to do much in the NFL. You know, Makai Polk is an interesting player, but undrafted chances of that hitting are are pretty slim. So overall, we know Mark Andrews is an absolute stud. He's going to be locked in at worst as a top three tight end unless he suffers some kind of injury. And I do think that Rashad Bateman is going to be a very, very good wide receiver this year. But we saw Rashad Bateman struggle with injuries last year. If either one of those guys goes down, it's Lamar relying on just that one because I don't think any of these other guys can step up and fill any kind of role. Um, so that's really what drops them down for me. Uh, you know, they, they need those two guys to stay healthy all season long. Because I'm going to be honest, even if Lamar gets hurt, it doesn't matter. I can't for the life of me remember who the backup was last Tyler, year.
2: Tyler Huntley. Yeah.
3: Tyler Huntley still came in and played very well. I actually had an argument about this. Um, I I jumped on with John McGlynn. Uh, We did an AFC North podcast, uh, and we were talking. I I was supporting the Browns, and a question was brought up. Would you in Dynasty rather have Mark Andrews or Kyle Pitts? I said I'd rather have Kyle Pitts, and the rest of the group went Mark Andrews. And they asked for my reasoning why. If you actually go back and look at Mark Andrews' stats, he has been right around the 800 receiving mark every single year until last season. But if you go look at what the difference was, He started getting a 100 plus receiving yards a game when, what's his name again?
2: Hollywood. Tyler Tyler
1: Huntley.
3: Huntley. Tyler Huntley came in at quarterback. If you look at when Lamar Jackson was in there, he was only averaging 60 yards a game. When Tyler Huntley came in, it was 80, 139, 169, 180 something, and then another 89 game that pushed him over that thousand yard mark. While Mark Andrews is an absolute stud for the tight end position, I don't think he changes much overall for that team. And I think they're really going to have to rely on Rashad Bateman. While I love him, I understand the questions on him. And again, if any one of those guys goes down, Baltimore's completely screwed. The NBA playoffs means next-level basketball. Get in on the first-round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place a same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. Again, the NBA playoff action is non-stop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can also bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? Well, with DraftKings' same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and BOOM! you have a shot at even bigger payouts. Right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get free up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, that is T P. PN bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That is 1-800-426-2537 in Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado and New Hampshire, 888-789-7777 or... Visit httpccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF in Indiana, 1-877-770-STOP. That is 1-877-770-7867 in Louisiana, 8778-HOPE, New York. Text HOPE, New York or 46739 in New York or visit opgr.org. For Oregon, call or text Tennessee's red line 1-800-889-9789, 188 532 3500 For Virginia, 21 and up, 18 and up in Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, and New York. Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details.
2: You know, I'm thinking, and and I just went and looked to see, because we have this perception that Baltimore is a running team. They run all the time. And they kind of do. But they were ninth in the league last year in pass attempts.
3: And what were they I, the year before, though?
2: I don't know. I'm only looking at last year. <laughs>
3: because uh, last year they were on their, like, fourth string running back. That's my biggest fear on, on that stuff.
2: Right. But that that's kind of what the offense has been. And I think that, you know, as um, Lamar has grown, and that, now the caveat being I'm the lowest on the Ravens uh, of us here, I just happened to go want to go and look and sort of see what happened. So they bring in a a quarterback out of, you know, the University of Mars that most of us hadn't heard of, and they still ended up – they were, like, chucking it and ducking it like it was nobody's business. Um, But the running backs were putting up numbers. I mean, people were looking forward to starting Devontae Freeman last year because he was getting volume and putting up numbers. So – so
1: they increased their pass attempts by 205 last year. Um, but to your point, they they were still third in the league in rush attempts. They were a little bit lower than
2: the year prior, but they still tried to run the ball a lot. So they were they're getting off a lot of plays
1: uh-huh.
2: So but you know, they don't have a strong wide receiver group definitely.
1: Yeah, and there's been a lot of talk about them you know, about Lamar needs to improve as a passer and needs to be better as a passer. And it's curious the move they made this offseason. I liked the Rashad Bateman selection last year. I still like his potential, but we didn't exactly see a robust rookie season. And now there's a lot of pressure on him with Brown gone because there's not a lot behind him. It's a lot of question marks. But for me, Mark Andrews has been so good and so consistent. It was hard to justify it, you know, if we're including – Tight end. You know, when we were, when I wasn't thinking about tight ends, I had the Ravens as my number 15 wide receiver group. But with Mark Andrews, I vaulted them a little bit, uh, you know, quite a bit up there. The next wide receiver group uh, is is a team near and dear uh, to Matt's heart. And that is the Cleveland Browns. They come in with an average of 10.67. And I know you're all wondering, since Matt said last week, he was for sure putting them at 16, how they ended up so high that Dennis and I must have them at one or two. Well, Matt relented. Uh, and move them up. He's still the lowest. So, you know, he hasn't come that far off. He's still the lowest, has him at 12. Dennis had him at 11. I had him at nine. And the only reason I can justify having them at nine is my unbridled love of Amari Cooper, which is probably the reason that has them the lowest. Um, I also really like David and Joku. I know that the rest of their supporting pieces are a little bit unproven, but if Deshaun Watson plays for them, that could boost some of those pieces up. If it's Jacoby Brissett, I'll still love Amari Cooper, but he may not have as good of a year. But Matt, how uh, did you eventually move them to 12 instead of 16?
3: Well, because I just think the mixture of Amari Cooper, David Njoku, and Harrison Bryant is a little bit better than some of the teams below them. Uh, But I'm not really high on Cooper. I, I don't think Watson plays at all this year uh and even if he does I think you're looking he he's not gonna get like a two game suspension it's likely gonna be 10 or more Amari Cooper has not been as great as a lot of people like to to make make it out to be his finishes 21 14 36 19 10 and 15 He's consistently finishes like a wide receiver too, but we, no, I shouldn't say we, but he consistently gets talked about like he's a top 12 wide receiver. He's finished top 12 once in his entire career. That was three years ago with Dak. We're not going to see that offense here. And I don't think, and not that this matters, because we're only talking about this year, but if Watson doesn't play, like we're not going to see Amari Cooper another year anyways. He's going to be with Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett started multiple seasons Indian, in Indianapolis due to injuries, The best produced wide receiver he got was T.Y. Hilton one year at wide receiver 27. I think that's the best case scenario you have for Amari Cooper because he's got the deep threat that I think T.Y. Hilton is. I've said it before, living down here in Dallas. Amari Cooper is not involved early in the game and doesn't get some early on catches he tends to check out of games. Well, that's probably going to happen more often than not next year. Because I would not be surprised if they really rely on Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb to run the ball. I like Nick. Uh, uh, I like David and Joku. He is. I thought. I think he's improved every single year. He seems to always have get that injury though that like stops him or slows him down. Harrison Bryant, I felt like took a pretty decent step forward as well. I think both those guys are going to be good. But if you really take away Amari Cooper, which I think defenses are going to try and do. Isaiah Weston, Javon Mims, don't know who they are. Jamarcus Bradley, cool, whatever. Mike Woods, I mean, transferred twice in college, still couldn't do anything in a very highly vaunted Oklahoma offense. Now he's here in a run-first heavy offense in Cleveland. Great, not going to do much. Got a lot of high hopes for David Bell. But I'm also worried about him because Deshaun Watson has not once in his career favored a slot-wide receiver, which is all the rumors where David Bell's going. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's a great wide receiver, three on an NFL team, he's going to be nothing for you in fantasy. This It's it's literal, to, pun intended, dog shit, this entire roster. Outside of Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and if Deshaun Watson plays Deshaun Watson. If Watson were playing, I'd feel a little bit better about it because he can raise the level of every single player on that team. But I don't think any of these guys are going to do anything for you this year. I would not be surprised if the highest scoring receiving weapon is David and Joku. That's not great. So I'm just, I wanted him lower, but. Well, I I, I agree there. with most
2: of what you, you said there. I think, uh, you know, Amari Cooper's finishes are definitely less controversial than Deshaun Watson's finishes, but I, I think with people's Jones is a, you know, I think he's an up and comer, David Bell. You know, they play two very different roles. I, again, it looks like the Browns have taken and slotted some people in with a specific type of role, and and I don't know if that's going to work or not. Uh, Amari is going to struggle if 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 we spend the season with Jacoby Brissett. Honestly, I I I feel like, and this is this is me, and I think if Brissett is out, I think you start Baker Mayfield. And if Baker says, I won't play, then you say, we won't pay. So you shut the fuck up and you get out there and you play. And you win games. If you want to move on, you win games and you make yourself look good by, by willing this team to victory. You don't start Jacoby Brissett. I, I get it. he's He's got his feelings hurt because the Browns decided they wanted to bring in a better quarterback with a with a shady personal history. That sucked. You know, I think it was. I don't think the Browns should have went that way. I don't know that Baker was the answer, but I definitely don't think that pursuing Deshaun Watson was the way to go either. Um, but it, it's good. It could very well be a really ugly season in Cleveland, or it could be a season where Nick Chubb is finally unleashed.
3: I just don't think Baker plays another stat for Cleveland. I, I know I've kind of changed my thoughts on that. I really thought he could come out there and lead him to a playoff. But at this point, all the NFL insiders are saying he's likely either on his way to Carolina or he's going to be cut, just like Jimmy G. I, I don't think he's not going to be. It's going to be Brissette. And and I don't think Watson plays uh, I don't, this year. So. I don't
2: disagree with that premise. I'm just saying what I would do is I, I would hold him. I'd be like, look, dude, if you want to get paid, we owe you $18 million. I don't then, even
3: – I don't think he'd care. I think Baker's petty enough that he'd be like, You don't want to pay me? Fine. He's already made a decent chunk of change. He'll sit and wait. I don't, I really don't think he care. Like, but I agree he, with what you're saying, but, but I, I think, I think don't. if he
2: sits though, if he, cause then it would become a holdout in his contract tolls. It isn't like it keeps ticking.
3: Yeah, so lawyer, he's, he's got to come back by week eight or nine or something like right. that. But at that point, he comes back, they can't throw him out there because he's not going to be ready. So you're throwing him out there by week eleven or twelve, and you've already been rolling with Jacoby. Reset. You're out of the playoffs at that point. So he's still going to get what he wants. I I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to watch. I guess I just I don't think there's a, I don't think it happens. So sad.
2: You're probably right. But...
1: those State Farm commercials, the at-home with Baker Mayfield, could be a lot more interesting if they're at his actual home this year.
3: Yeah. I'd love to see – well, no, I won't won't say anything. Next team.
1: Well, the next team on our countdown is the Indianapolis Colts, and they come in at an average of 10.33. I was the lowest. I had them at 12. Dennis had them at 10. Matt, you had them at 9. What do you like about the Colts?
3: Look, we're supposed to factor all this stuff in here, right? Tight ends, quarterback play. They still, in my opinion, have, if you don't want to say the best offensive line in the game, it's top three. Matt Ryan, his entire career, has produced a wide receiver one when he's starting. Michael Pittman has been really good with bad quarterback play for two years. I mean, he was supported by Carson Wentz, who maybe we shit on a little bit too much. He made some really dumb plays, but Carson Wentz overall last year for fantasy was a lot better than some of us give him credit for. But Matt Ryan's better than that. Now you've got a stud and Michael Pittman who is going to, I would not be surprised if he finishes as a top 12 wide receiver within that top 15 range. So you've already got a, an alpha guy there. I am big on Alec Pierce. I think he fits that offense very well. Big red zone threat can do some very interesting things. You know, this may be just me being an idiot, but I'm not a hundred percent out on Paris Campbell. If you've seen those camp videos, it's looking good. As long as he doesn't get injured, I think he's a dynamic slot player. You know, Mo Ali Cox is what he is. You know, I, I don't know that the tight end position is going to be great there. Jelani Woods, I wasn't that high on. I know he had like a really great RAS score. Uh, Kyle Grantson was a guy a lot of people liked last year. Maybe he takes a step forward. I just really think it's about Pittman and Alec Pierce and at Paris Campbell. Um, but even then, you know, they've got Kiki Kuti. Can he do something? I don't know. Desmond Patton had a couple good games last year. I think those top three, though, are. Really good players who I think like Pittman, I think, can be a wide receiver one this year. And then you got Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell. I think one of them can finish as a wide receiver three with Matt Ryan throwing the ball. No, we're not supposed to factor this in, but you also got Naheem Hines who can catch the ball a little bit as well. Like overall, I think this receiving group is just going to be really good. And I think the volume they'll get, the quarterback play is really going to uh, boost them up. I
2: mean, I, I struggled a little bit with them. I have them at 10. Because I agree, Pittman is on pace to be a a wide receiver one. Uh, And Pierce, I I do think he brings a speed element to the team that is going to be really beneficial. And I'm not out on Paris Campbell either. Now, when it comes to acquiring him, it's definitely got to be the right price. But I also feel that if Ashton Doolin can fill that Paris Campbell role just equally as well as Paris, he's not quite as fast as Paris Campbell. But I, but I think he may be a better receiver. Um, you know, the tight end is up in the air. I think they're going to flash. You're going to have – tight end is going to be a roller coaster for the uh, um, Indianapolis Colts. Mo Cox is, is great, and he's a big threat, but it, it could get scary. He could have, you know, completely disappear. He could score, you know, two touchdowns and have 70 yards.
1: Yeah, I struggled with it a little bit, too. I really like Michael Pittman, um, and I like Matt Ryan there. I want to like Pierce and Campbell, um, but I just don't. It's hard to have confidence, I guess, at this point. And beyond that, I'm not really confident in anyone behind them. And I think their tight end group is subpar. So that's where I ended up, you know, I was debating some of the some of the teams in the block there, and that's just where I landed. I really like Michael Pittman. I wanted to put them higher, but I just don't have a ton of confidence. I think they're also going to be a heavy rushing team. We've seen that that's what Frank Reich wants to do. So I don't know, you know, how many targets are there going to be for some of these guys. You referenced the offensive line. It's still decent, but they have lost some pieces the last few years i don't think it's what it was a couple of years ago and you know i want to see i want to believe matt ryan's gonna snap back but there were times the last couple of years in atlanta where he did not look very good um you know and this is what the fifth quarterback in five seasons now for the colts they just continuously are, are rotating that lack of consistency trying to trying to get something going. I still love Michael Pittman, but that, that was kind of it for me with the Colts. And that's why I dropped them a little lower. The final team on our countdown today is one uh, that the New York Jets, the average is 9.33. And that's because Matt and I had them at 10. Dennis,
2: you had them at eight. What uh, impresses you about the Jets? Uh, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, heck, even Corey Davis, I think they added two good tight ends in CJ Uzoma and Tyler Conklin. Now, they're not the the big, fast, super athletic tight ends. They're the nine-yard, always open kind of tight ends. You know, they're not gonna run away from people. Uh no David and Joku's there, but they're good tight ends. But I I I think the potential for the top three um to all, you know, this is one of those situations where I could see them all being in top 25 like Teddy Bridgewater did. You know, they all are in the range of like 25 to 17 this year. They've got some playmakers and uh, you know, I know I have a bias towards Garrett Wilson, but I love Elijah Moore. I've went out and I've made him the centerpiece of a bunch of trades in the off season. I, I think they are all going to really meld together and, and, You know, there's still hope for Denzel Mims as the four Jeff Smith. They got Braxton Berrios who the guy gets crapped on a lot, but every time they put Braxton Berrios in and say, we need you to play 75% of the snaps he produces. He's not as good as Elijah Moore. He's not as athletically gifted or as talented as Elijah Moore. And he is not going to displace Elijah Moore from the um, uh, starting lineup. But if, Corey Davis or Garrett Wilson gets injured. It wouldn't surprise me if they move one of those two over into Davis's spot and they put Berrios in as the starter. So they go 4-D pretty comfortably.
3: Uh, for me, it's mostly Zach Wilson. We have to factor that part in. I, I don't trust him to be able to uh, get these guys the ball enough to make them efficient. I like Elijah Moore. I like Garrett Wilson. That's kind of where I stop. I am one of those people who shits on Braxton Barrios. A uh, couple good games here and there every year doesn't do it for me. He's not been that consistent. Uh, when they've asked him to step up, I can't disagree. He's been a phenomenal, but I don't think he can do that over a full season. Corey Davis, I think he just is what he is. He's not a bad wide receiver. He's just not a great wide receiver either. When he gets the volume that one year in Tennessee, he was really good outside of that. He's kind of like a middling wide receiver three, which is good for, I think, where he is in this offense. I don't think they expect him to be the top end wide receiver. It's going to be either Elijah Moore or Garrett Wilson. But then it comes down to the quarterback play, and I just don't trust that Zach Wilson's going to be able to elevate all three of them. Can he elevate one? I think so. And I think that's likely Elijah Moore. Those two seem to have a pretty good connection last year. You know, Garrett Wilson is an intriguing player. I really like him. He was my wide receiver one coming out. it is one of the teams I really did not want him to go to. C'est la vie. He's here. Got to deal with it. I just don't know that outside of Moore, any of these guys are really going to produce heavily for fantasy because we've also seen in this offense, coming from this Kyle Shanahan tree, they don't really seem to focus in on a bunch of wide receivers. It seems to be kind of like a one, one wide receiver group. Then they kind of spread it around as very run-heavy offense. I think that's why they got Brees Hall. I expect them to do a lot of running with Brees Hall and Michael Carter. They improved that offensive line. And it's going to kind of be the Elijah Moore show. So that's what dropped them to 10. Uh, probably could have moved him up a little bit higher because I do really believe in Garrett Wilson. I just don't know what to do with them. And I think Jeremy Ruckert is actually the tight end to own here. And and people may think that that's Homerism, but I just don't think any of these other tight ends have really shown that they're that special. And I think Ruckert has a true chance to be Uh, just to, just to point out, because he was drafted fifth round. Does that sound right?
1: Third round. Third
3: Third round. So just to point this out and Dennis will know, Dennis is is also a very big Ohio state fan. They never used really Jeremy Ruckert at all as, as in the receiving game because of how loaded their wide receivers were. But when they asked him to, he made big plays. He's a very good blocker. He did absolutely nothing in the pre-draft process because his foot was injured. wasn't at, He was at the combine. I believe he interviewed, but he could not do any testing, did not do anything at the Ohio State Pro Day, and the Jets still took him in the third round. He's a very special tight end. I would not be surprised if he is the best tight end on this roster. He would be the guy that I want to roster. Probably not going to do much this year. So it's again, it's just Elijah Moore for me.
1: Yeah. I struggled a little bit with the jets too, because I I like a lot of the players um, that they grabbed and on paper, they have a pretty deep receiving group and, and a lot of options at tight end. But the trouble I was having is that's, that's on paper. We haven't seen it come together. We saw some flashes from Elijah Moore. That was great. Corey Davis signed that huge contract last year and didn't really get a lot out of it. I am leaning more towards Matt. I'm not sure Tyler Conklin or CJ Uzoma is a guy I totally believe in. Ruckert may end up being the guy, but who knows? They have plethora of weapons in the passing game. They're already talking about how much that Brees Hall and Michael Carter could be involved as pass catchers. And then it's the question of Zach Wilson, the what they're going to face in the AFC. So I end up dropping them a little bit further. I love the potential, um, but for me right now, as we sit in June of 2022, it's potential and not, you know, there are definitely other squads that have more, concrete evidence and have had more history of production
3: yeah I think that what you just said is probably the way I could have worded it I feel like that's what dropped them for me every team ahead of them has at least one proven top end wide receiver and I believe in practically every single one of those quarterbacks outside of one ahead of them but that dude's got like three really good weapons so it's that's what dropped them for me. I don't think it's necessarily we're trying to say that the Jets are bad, but like they're just in a loaded AFC conference with a lot of really good receivers and really, really good quarterbacks.
1: Well, that does it for the bottom half of our uh, AFC wide receiver power rankings. Uh, we, we, We're less in lockstep than we were in some of the other position groups. That will continue on Monday when we look at the top half of the AFC wide receivers. A lot of difference of opinion between the three of us, so that'll be fun to look at. But before we get out
2: of here, do you guys have anything else to add? I don't. Happy Father's Day to the fathers, I guess. I lied.
3: (laughs) Yeah, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. A couple more weeks and we get the last, uh, last two episodes of Stranger Things, so...
1: I know, just in time for you to get back Fortunately, it doesn't drop next weekend Because uh, as oh, as you have Quite a few commitments I'd, That would I'd have be been a real bummer
3: <laughs> One one Bluetooth earpiece in Just sitting in the pew Like, yeah, congratulations Oh my god, Maxine, no I'm,
1: I'm <laughs> Matt's calling. just crying He's like, oh, you got um, really moved by the wedding. That's yeah, it, yeah.
3: exactly That's it. Ah, People believe it, I'm a softie <laughs> <laughs>
0: Glory. I don't know if you got your pop on there. Do you got your popcorn on there? I came out the one wide already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. No one up above his head. They can't jump with me. Nah, Lee. Always a tackle with 40 Who can make a play? I can Who can make a play? I can't. <laughs>